This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 13. And I'm joined with the boys, as always, Ben and Maz, and obviously myself. And we can be positive today, guys, unlike the last one, because yes. I tell you what, we lost 3-1, but we played very well. We went to the Etihad and played a very, very respectable game. And I'm going to start off with you, boys. How was the weekend and what are you think of the game? Start with you, Ben. Shit. Um, well, you're going to say classic, but... Basically, it was like two two of my friends' birthdays this weekend, so Friday night and Saturday night. So for the first time, I'd had back-to-back nights out, and it was extremely tough. No, genuinely, that's the first time in a long time. So <laughs> I feel awful, like awful. Got back at it's like six thirty yesterday morning. It was horrendous. So today, I feel very jaded. But um, the game was good. That was that was a positive. Um, just it's just that's just like sums up City, doesn't it? Like the second half when we were playing really well, you think, oh my god, we could actually get an equaliser here. Yeah. And then De Bruyne goes down the other end and scores an absolute worldie, and that just sums up the levels that they're at compared to mm. every other team in this league. So, yeah, a good yeah. performance. That's the only positive thing. Yeah, Maz, how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I had a shoot on Sunday, um, which I went down to the Spurs stadium. I went down. Down there, it was it was nice. when the, it was when the storm hit, so it was horrendous. Oh, but yeah, no. that, that was, that well, was so you had your bucket hat on though, so yeah, so bucket hat on, so <laughs> all, all, all good. Um, but yeah, no, no um, you know that side, it was yeah, I, I was really I was really happy with the performance. I thought mm. we done really well. Was it fifty one percent possession? So yeah, to do that at the Etihad against this Man City side, mm. like come on, we can't. I, I know you know possession doesn't win games, and yeah, oh, yeah, mm. well done for having more possession. Than yeah, Man City. What a win but, but, <laughs> yeah, what a win! Yeah, what, what a win! But it's you know being what's it got the final score three one, but when it was two one after Trossard scored, I thought we had a good little spell. Um, mm. which we could have gone on and got an equaliser potentially Easy, but then yeah, that definitely. that absolute worldie from De Bruyne just killed the game off and there you go that's a good night and that, and that just shows the quality for me the, the clear yeah. disparity between a side like ourselves and Man City who are arguably yeah. the best team in the world so yeah. look to, 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 to lose 3-1 at the Etihad I'm not mad and I've seen and like 
uh, some of the clips as well that have come out of the Zerbi ball just fills me with a lot of confidence going mm. into the Chelsea game. So, yeah, uh, there's no reason for me to worry at all. And even no, some of the City fans, sorry, before you give your verdict, Ryan, but even some of the City fans were like tweeting saying Brighton are the best team to come to the Etihad mm. this season, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, yeah, well, like, registered eight shots at the Etihad, which not many teams can do. And of course, mm-hmm. yeah, having more possession than them is even madder, I think, for yeah. a start. Cause especially and I think also City, only, I think they only had like one shot on target second half, which is mad to say, uh, which was up. that worldie from Kevin De Bruyne. So yeah, we literally shot. minimalised them and really controlled the game. So... I think, you know, obviously Palace fans are going to take the mic and say what a win and everything. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy because, you know, the Zerbi's, what, fifth game in now. To go to the Etihad, to go to Anfield and, and come away with one point and playing well in both games, I would be, you know, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, mm. Leandro Trossard was, you know, his goal I thought was probably better than it was when I saw it back when maybe Edison will be kicking himself and not doing better. But he seems to be on fire when we go away from home. And he, I think he's now got something like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's something like eight or nine in those last 12 goals. Uh, from games. Really? Sorry, should I say? Right, sorry, I, I ran out of 4G in 2022. How embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, what I was saying initially was um, Trossard has eight in 12, I think, if I'm right in saying, eight goals in his last 12 games. I, I, I might be wrong. It might be like six or seven, something like that. But eight and 12, give or take, is mad stats for a player in, in our team. He's really like, you know, growing into that talisman role now, hasn't he? You know how we've always been saying mm. we need that like out-and-out man who's our go-to for a goal. We haven't had that in so long, probably since Murray went. So to have that in Trossard now, I mean, he takes on players as well. He's got so much more confidence going forward. Oh, my God. Okay, so I've now <laughs> dipped out twice in the face of about a minute. 2022. In 2022, yeah, I literally have Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, I'm using my 4G, basically, because everyone has a go at me for Wi-Fi. And I use 4G, and I run out in 2022. Embarrassing. Anyway... Here we are, part three of talking part about three. Trossard. I think after three minutes has... in the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I think he has um, eight goals in twelve games. I could be wrong in saying. People can correct me in the comments. I don't know. But I, anyway, my point is, our out and out talisman is now in Trossard, and he's almost our you know go to guy for a, for a goal now. And we probably haven't had that since Glenn Murray. I would probably say mm. anyway. And we've been saying on the pod for ages we've needed that. You know, like Villa have Greedish for so long, Palace have Zaha, Well, he's had knockout as well, kind man. Of similar kind of yeah. role. And I want, my question is to you, because obviously, you know, the, the thing about his contract isn't quite true. We, we do have the extension for a year. But are you somewhat, anywhat worried that Trossard could potentially leave Sutton Mads? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. who, uh, who wouldn't want to be interested in, in him? A top six club must look at him and think, wow, if he's doing that for Brighton, what can he do for us? Like, with the quality players around him, if, if he's getting... Like, don't get me wrong, we've got quality players in our squad, but if you compare that to a top six side, the, the, he's going to have more quality in abundance to help him probably you know, lift him into an even better player than he is now. And for him as well, personally, he's probably thinking more money, you know, bigger stature club, Champions League football. You know, from a personal standpoint, there's a much more bene- great benefits of leaving Brighton than there is of staying. So, yeah, of course, that risk is always going to be there. Uh, and obviously, and I think also in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking Potter's just left. Uh, the backroom staff's left. Dan Ashworth's left. You know what? You know what's making me stay. What, what you know? If they're not yeah. keeping hold of those people, what's going to make what's going to make me stay? Um, so yeah, of course, I think he's going to have all these thoughts in his head, and he's probably thinking, you know, I'm better than you know, I'm better than Brighton. Probably all these kind of thoughts he's probably going through his head. But in an ideal world, I'd love for him to stay because, like you yeah. like you mentioned, he's become so important for us and so integral in in, in the good things that we do now. It's just. Do we have the pull power to keep him? I just worry. Like I know we got that extension mm. and it's great, 
but do you want to keep a player under you know under duress so to speak yeah like, especially against the will kind of thing yeah you don't want to extend it for a year and then him go on a free you might, you might want to extend yeah. it and then sell him because you could still yeah get keep him you know yeah I mean? but, but then it's like who, who who comes in and it's like and then where how to replace his goals because you know Welbeck's not firing we don't have anyone else really firing on all cylinders from a mm. goal scoring point of view Matoma then, could potentially yeah do but, it, you know, but yeah we, that's, right now and we don't know that yeah we've only that's the thing yeah, he's, he's the unknown it's just yeah, yeah. for me it's just like right if we do sell him who comes in instead of him and I know we're really good at replacing people that left we've proven that time and time again but still, it's like he's just hitting his form. Like we always moaned about his, well, I always moaned about his inconsistencies, and he's finally becoming consistent. And it's mm. like it would be such a great shame to see him go whilst he's really making that upward trajectory. Well, that was always going to happen yeah. if he became consistent. Yeah, like, big six, yeah, big six clubs that are going to then start noticing. Like even my brother, yeah. who's a brain dead top six fan, he <laughs> even mentioned he was like, he asked me this weekend. He was like, surely Trossard's going to be going soon. And I was like, well, yeah, if you're saying yeah. it, then yeah, big six yeah. clubs are probably. Listening no, and taking notice. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And I think that, you know, Trossard, the, the one thing I do like with him particularly is, especially away days, he, he's so into it. He loves the celebrations with the fans. He's really got a good bond now, which, yeah, that little celebration he does. And I love that because the, the thing I always ask is with, with particularly attacking players, with defenders like Ben White, he was very young. He went to Arsenal at a good time for him and I, won't, I don't really blame him for going. Whereas with Trossard, it's, he's an attacker. So, the pressure's on you, especially if you went to like a Chelsea. You know, he's he's a Belgian winger. Instantly, he's going to be associated with Eden Hazard, right? And Eden Hazard was by far and wide one of the best players to ever grace the Premier League. So for him to even be considered, consider, like compared to him, is going to be a massive way. And my question would be, with someone like Leandro Trossard, do you have almost that worry that, for his, his personal standpoint, you know, he's the man here. He's a big, he's a big boy. Whereas, you know, look at Jack Grealish going to City. He's done all right, yeah. but he's nowhere near the levels of when he was at a Villa. Big fish in a small pond sort of thing. Goes to Chelsea, he's no longer the top boy. And even if he, like, scored 10 goals, he's still not going to be the top man. He has to score 15 to 20 goals because that's the levels that they want. Um, and my question is, Ben, I'll ask you, what, what would you think of that? Would you rather be the person that is the man for a certain club or would you just rather upgrade in clubs and, and probably be a bit less significant in that, in that team? So it's quite similar. I think the only case you can kind of compare it to for someone that has stayed in a smaller club and being the talisman for them would be Zaha, funnily enough. Yeah. He's the guy that could play for a big six club. 16 transfer And get a decent output. Or, yeah, or, yeah, literally. And he's linked again, I think, in January. Um, but yeah, or you could, yeah, like Zaha has stayed at a smaller club, but do well and become a club legend there. It's a dying, dying thing. It doesn't really happen as much. Like, I can only think yeah. like Alan Shearer. I guess he, well, he obviously done a few seasons at Blackburn and that before Newcastle. Letizia, yeah, Matt Letizia, yeah, of course. Yeah. A smaller club. Uh, a you see in Italy player. a lot, don't you? Like um, De Rossi, Totti, um, yeah. Maldini. Yeah. Like, all those kind of, that generation, they loved the one club. Like, they were proper. You see, it And I guess you could say it for... Lewis Dunk for us, maybe. Yeah. He could probably put him in Harry that category Kane? as well. Harry yeah. Kane. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Grab me there. Uh, that's good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would be surprised if he did do that, Ryan. I, I can only see him going. Yeah. I can't see him saying that at all. Yeah, yeah. no, I probably, I probably agree with you, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I, I won't spend too long on Trossard, but I just wanted to mention how good he's been. And I think him, when, when Lamptey came on in that second half, he was a lot more free. Him in March and, and Lamptey, them as a sort of three. I think that... No, no sort of disrespect to Valman because I, I do like Valman, but I really didn't think he was at it at, at City. Probably the one player on the pitch that was maybe, maybe just below par. But I'd say for the rest of the team, we were we were pretty sound. I, I don't think that anyone 
was was really bad. I think no. particularly Lamptey when he came on really changed the game for me. I, I would want to see him start against Chelsea. Don't know about you, um, but him and March I yeah, thought definitely. were brilliant. It really freed up yeah. Trossard. But do you think Lamptey well, should start soon? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I've, I've always been a big fan of him. Obviously, he went off the ball after his injury. We all know that injury really hampered him in terms of, I think he might have lost a little, that, that little bit of pace. Obviously, yeah. still, still very quick. But And, you know, with one of those injuries, I think mentally, from a mental standpoint, obviously, I've, I've never yeah. thankfully had like a uh, one of those long-term injuries. But I think one, when you have an injury of that nature, obviously, was it his hamstring? Yeah, it can obviously go again and your hamstring going a few times, that's when you're in big trouble and you're, just, you're never yeah. the same again. So I saw, like, I think you saw that, it with Varane, didn't you, against Chelsea? Like, he was in tears yeah. because of it. I think it was yeah. his hamstring yeah. again. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's the thing. Like, I think mentally, is that maybe holding him back a little bit? Is that maybe why yeah. he's not still the same player as we, we knew him before the injury? Um, yeah, I... So, yeah, we also, we don't see in training, but maybe is that, is that, does that hold him back going into challenges, for example, or, or going full speed? Like, we don't know these kind of things. I think um, you're spot on. I think that the reason why we haven't probably seen the Tarek, that we, I, I also think that's a bit of a myth, you know, though, because like a lot of the times he has changed the game in the last couple of mm. years, last year, probably. And I do think that he's still got it. And I don't get the people that say he's really lost it because I don't think he has, especially this season. He's come on and, and always done well. And I think that I, I agree with you. I think that the, the mentality of it probably going into a challenge is probably a little bit more scary for him now than it was because he now appreciates the, you know, the severity of his injury. And, and maybe because he's had this operation, he really doesn't want to get hurt straight away and, and be out for another year. And, you know, that's, I think that's probably the biggest factor. Obviously, I don't know Tarek himself. He might be totally different mm. to what we think. But I think it's natural for anyone, really, to be like his nature and be worried yeah. about getting injured again. And, and also, just, just on the, uh, the topic of his, Tarek Lamptey, personally, obviously, Garner got the World Cup coming up as well. And yeah. we all know now, with a month to go, everyone seems to be like, just because obviously we've seen Reese James, Varane, um, yeah. they're just two examples in the most recent mm. weeks that have have potential injuries that have taken him out of the World Cup. So probably he's probably thinking, well, he's thinking two ways. He's thinking, I've got to be playing and playing well to get into the team. But also, on the other hand, I don't want to get injured prior to that. So he's probably in like two minds of like, oh, crap. Like, I reckon I want to do really he's probably well, guaranteed, but... a, guaranteed a spot there for Ghana. Obviously, he probably yeah. doesn't think that because he, that's not the mentality you should have, that you're, you're guaranteed it. But I think from an outsider's point of view, like, it would be a surprise if he wasn't. But, but, even would, if he but didn't would you think him, though, based on, like, let's say, for example, he doesn't play now regularly from now until the World Cup, as a gaffer of, of Ghana, would you choose him? Because there's some would, really yeah. good Ghanaian players. There's some really, they've got really sort of um, strong depth of, of, of field mm. that they can pick from. So as a Ghana manager, would you be like, well, Tariq Lapsley's barely played this year. Why why does he deserve a spot in my World Cup squad? Mm. That's probably... I think the quality of Lamptey shines every time, though. I think mm. that whenever I see him play, like, even though he's had his injuries and stuff, you can tell, like, you know, he, he's a bit of a star boy, isn't he? You can tell that yeah. he's really his first touch is great. The way when he, he made his the ball, the way he runs, he made his um, is great. First gone, but he made his debut sorry for Ghana, didn't he? In the recent international break, yeah, he done his initiation, didn't he? Mm. I think. He's oh yeah, was he dancing? singing? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a dancing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was dancing. So I, yeah, I think he will be there. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I, I hope so. Yeah, just, just to answer your question, I, yeah, I, I would like to definitely see him start. Um, mm. I think, yeah, I love the combination with March and. Uh, Tarek on the wing. Well, it gives me that 2020 to 21 vibe. You know, remember when March was pretty much like our player mm. of the season at left yeah, wing yeah, back? Yeah. Him and Lamptey were significant in that, and that's before Kukuere came in. It sort of changed it a bit, really. Was it, was it a game against, I remember vividly, the 3 0 against Newcastle when we beat them at 
St. James's? No, at the Amex or St. At the Amex, oh, yeah, COVID. it was something like that. Yeah, yeah it was like 3-0, there's, there's, like, yeah. March, like just bombing down the wing. Yeah, just doing really well. yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, I remember I that um, in the away game, Lamptey absolutely ruined St. Maximan. Remember, St. Maximan got subbed That's after yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. So it gives me vibes of that. And I'm not expecting Lamptey to be like that because I think he, he really set his standards so high at the beginning. That I think um, with, with March, I, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest March fan overall. I, I like him; he's all right, but I wouldn't say he's, you know, that next level player. But I feel like yeah. when he is a left wing back, he is so much better, and I, I do like seeing him with with Lamptey. They do they do seem to work well together. Um, but one player that did obviously, I'll, I'll go to the goals now because obviously the yeah, first couple, uh, Erling Haaland. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the first one. Obviously, you know, I don't think it was a foul personally. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of people were saying it was. I think he just got absolutely bodied, and Haaland's just the machine. I don't think it was a foul, but I think that, you know, it was almost like a bit of a wake-up call for Webster because obviously he's been on a bit of a, you know, not not on his best form. He's given the ball away a bit, but he's not really been punished for it. And then to come up against probably the best striker in the world, it really punished him. And I think that it really sh- showed in the second half because I thought Webster was really good second half. And maybe it was the wake-up call, not needed as such, but... To, maybe to get bodied by Haaland. <laughs> Get absolutely, yeah, wiped was, out by him got, and see the goal. He got absolutely launched by Haaland. Yeah. But yeah. I do think, I think if it wasn't Erling Haaland, I think it might have been checked VR and actually that maybe potentially given as a foul. But because it's Haaland mm. and obviously the hype and that he's always oh, this absolute machine that's going to happen, I feel like yeah. that maybe helped his case. Do you, know, do you know what? Obviously, it's not similar in cases, but I'll, I'll explain my, my logic. You know the decision yesterday with Lloris and Callum Wilson? Yeah. In my opinion, that decision could have gone either way. So if you'd given a foul against Lloris, fair enough. If you'd given a foul against Wilson, fair enough. So going back to the Harland Webster, in my personal opinion, if that had been given as a foul, you would have been like, okay, cool, yeah, Webster potentially could have got fouled there. If Har- if it stood, but you did, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. That was a it was a legit. So like for me, it's one of those ones. It's such a fine line where it's like you what, like if the referee had given it, you would have been like, fair enough. But if he hadn't given it, which mm. he didn't. Yeah, fair play. That, yeah, you know, it was a good. Yeah. It was good. It was one of them ones for me. It was like it's such a fine line between was it a foul, was it not? But I think ultimately yeah. it was a good decision. It, yeah, for me there wasn't enough mm. in it to be like, oh, what an outrage! Like he's absolutely, you know, yeah, I agree. Um, but then, so yeah. no, I agree. the other two pens, the other two penalties. The first one that wasn't given was the penalty. Mm. Yeah, and then the second <laughs> one that was yeah. given that took five minutes after the game or whatever oh, yeah, to finally was... go back to, which is even that's a conversation that's itself. Was it? I mean, was then given. from where I was I sitting, get it. Right, I was right behind that goal. Literally, right. I had actually probably the best seats now for that penalty shout <laughs> because I saw I saw the challenge go in. I thought that's a pen, that's a pen, that's a pen, and all the people around me were like, "Oh no, Rev, get up! He's diving, cheating!" I was thinking, oh, "That's going to be given." <laughs> Somehow they didn't give it. And in the second one, I thought they will give that just because Silver's so tricky. He's got for about three players and he's going to get bundled. And I think... Stuck his leg if, out, though. Yeah, yeah, he did a Harry Kane yeah. clever moment, in my opinion, there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know I mean? And also, what, what, what I think annoyed me was, how have you had that much time from the... Uh, three down, minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, three, three to mm. five minutes to then give the decision. It's just outrageous. Like, yeah, how can you just... With VAR, it, it, it's not the technology for me. It's the morons using it. That's Mate, generally even the is. City fans in the Etihad, even when they got their penalty decision for them, 
they were still singing FVAR. Like they weren't even yeah, happy yeah. that they got a pen. Yeah. But, that's that's the standards they had, by the way. Was, oh no, <laughs> like, I know. I've, I thought <laughs> the exact same thing, but for Haaland's first goal. So like he yeah. scored that goal, and then the camera pans to Pep Guardiola, and he's like shouting at Bernardo Silva to do something. I'm like, yeah, he's past the point of celebrating goals now. He's yeah. just having a go at players for not doing some minor yeah. thing yeah. earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. so like, with that VAR um, break, I can't remember. You have to remind me. Did the ball go out of play? Like no. No, that's so why it's I like a three minutes. I can sit on the right. fence on. That's the only reason why I don't get sucked into it too. I wasn't too annoyed because the ball didn't go out of play. Whereas mm. if the ball went out of play, I that's think, fair. yes, they then I'd be fuming. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, I guess fair. not stopping the game. They were trying to let it flow, but then but even, maybe deep down they're thinking they need to stop the game. It's the, same like, it's the same with like offside decisions. Like, uh, it wasn't in our game, but it was another game I saw where... Um, the, uh, so the, you know normally how they let the referee uh, linesman, sorry, the linesman carries on play and then yeah. puts his flag up like, after a bit. This guy put his flag up uh, early, which he shouldn't have done. He should have let it play on. And yeah. in the end, that player was onside. So this is what I've just done. Mm. Uh, there's, no, there's not enough clarity between all the rules. No. I'm like, well, why is there one rule for one game and one rule for another? It's just, I think no that the whole that happened, that happened to of, us um, at Old Trafford, didn't it? The first, first game of the season. Do you remember Welbeck was onside and threw on goal? Yeah, yeah. And that was and, and they, they put flagged the flag it. up early. Mate, yeah, I think yeah, the I whole just, concept of clear and obvious is so subjective because hmm. clear and obvious to anyone is different. Like you could get it's ten true. people, ten people in a survey and ask everyone individually what what do you think of the term clear and obvious, and you'd probably get eight different answers. So I think that it's it's, it's so subjective that VAR just becomes a bit of a joke, and I think that especially in this country, it's such a joke. And a lot of the officiating, this season particularly, and we've been, you know, we've been pretty good and there's no reason for me to be salty. So I'm not coming on here like being salty about referees because I genuinely just think the officiating in this league is so poor. And, you know, you see it every single week now. And I don't know how what it's going to take to change because it just seems like we go around in circles over the officials. I mean, they just aren't at this level, are they? We're meant to be the best league in the world and it's just... It just isn't that at all with the officials. I don't know. Um, but, but it was it's so bad was, that we had to get some Australian referee to come and join our league now. Going back to the Haaland penalty, um, yeah, uh, it was a great finish, to be fair to him. Great, great pen. <laughs> Although, uh, Sanchez, I don't know, he sort of <laughs> did fancy it. I think, he, like... I think he thought he was going to go down the middle, so oh, I think yeah. he just had to stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the power of it but as well that... was just like... Oh, yeah, it was a great pen. It was a great pen. It was a great pen. No, yeah, it was a good penalty. I, I never yeah. thought he was going to miss that. You just look at him like he's going to score. Isn't he? Yeah, I think it, the, it does Sanchez... always look funny. Sorry, right? It does always look funny when a keeper stands in the middle because he's thinking he's going to go in the middle and just puts it past it, but just looks yeah. like the keeper's forgotten to die. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just yeah, looks yeah. really weird. I think he just completely like you know you you think about the power of that ball coming at you. I think it was mm. almost like he was maybe going to move and then just. I, I don't think he probably would have saved it regardless because it was. It You'd was have barely good, seen it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great pen. It was a great yeah. pen, to be fair to him. Um, but yeah, no, Erling Haaland's a machine, as we all knew before the yeah, podcast. We know after it. Um, but that's the that's the amazing thing about these world-class strikers. They don't even need to do anything else. They just need to get the goals. And that's what exactly... That's what we need. Traditional right, number that's nine. That's what we need. He is. And, um, get him to Brighton, mate. Get, to, get yeah. Haaland to <laughs> <laughs> But to sort of round off the game then, I think, yeah, overall, played really well. I think especially after our goal, as you say, before Kevin De Bruyne decided to just smack one from 25 yeah. yards, I thought... We were we were Great really really good, up. and it's a lot to be excited about. I think Deserby Ball, you can really see that what he's trying to do is coming through now. Um, yeah. And what I do like the most is you know like Welbeck dropping a bit deeper and everything. Really proved that Welbeck still got a role to play in this team. And I almost saw glimpses of the Graham Potter uh, Welbeck in that little move that 
uh, I think led to the goal or was close to leading to a goal. Mm. Um, yeah, no, we, we we were looking strong, I thought, and I, I was quite happy with the performance overall. And going on to Chelsea, obviously. Uh, Sorry, quickly, this is like last thing on the game, though. Last, on. last thing on the City game is Welbeck. Did you see him, how annoyed he was at Trossard when he didn't square yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, like, mental, he was literally effing and blinded on the bench as well yeah, when he got dragged off as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Effing Nobed, effing Nobed. Yeah, yeah. Van Heck was I, like sat next to him, like laughing. But Welbeck was absolutely raging. And I think after um, it happened, I was raging at him as well. It's just one of those things, and they definitely like you know kiss and make up half of that. Yeah, like, I yeah, wouldn't really course. take too much about from it, but like, yeah, I can I can see Welbeck's frustrations, but equally, like when you watch it back, Crossup was running at such pace. Yeah, I'm not really, sure if he would have really got that all across. But it's hard. I'm just laughing because I remember seeing a few the replies. On social. Yeah, oh the replies said he would have missed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have done. He got cooked on that. He probably would. Yeah. All the replies, all the quote tweets to that tweet we put out. He Welbeck got cooked. It was, yeah, everyone was like, "You would have missed yeah. anywhere you don't." Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's move on. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just finish on the city game. I'll give them credit where it's due. Their fans yeah. were very good. I've got to be honest. Uh, it's the last one of the top six had to do. And uh, I'll give credit that they are probably the best home fans I've seen from a top six team. Really? Um, genuinely really rated them quite highly. They were, they were pretty loud on the most part. And bear in mind, they're only team playing a team like Brighton. It's nothing for them, right? And I thought, fair play. They are, you know, all the sort of rumours that go around. I thought you say that, though. You say that, though. Just Again, I know we just can't keep sort of going back to the city again. But I remember <laughs> before the game, Pep, even Pep said he was so respectful of the Zerbi. He was like, yeah. and he even said, Brighton, remember, uh, I don't know if you saw his interview. It was great. Um, he yeah. spoke about the Zerbi. He spoke about like players, like our players. But Mer- he, he even name dropped like Mark, yeah, like Trossard. Stuff, yeah. yeah, which Mark. is mad, I thought, which is fair play. But like, yeah. he, he he clearly respects us as a team. Yeah. And I think that, that then, that, so whoever Pep respects as a, as a team, then their, their fans automatically do as well. Yeah. So I think that, that's where it sort of goes off and like, look, it, it hey, I take like, anyway. I take like one, one, this is it, this is actually the final thing. I do take Pep's um, sort of praise seriously. I, I don't think he's being condescending. I think, no. I do, I, gen, I generally think he's being quite genuine about it. And, you know, he said it about Potter, look what's happened to Potter. He's saying it about De Zerbe, he's saying he'll make his print on English football. I mean, he's only 46, and you're starting to see what he's starting to do. But uh, yeah, anyway, let's move on to the big cup final game that is on Chelsea. Saturday. Chelsea! 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 Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Um, yeah, Chelsea. this is going to be a very, very different game at the Amex. Probably one of the most anticipated games since we got promoted and played, for, um, played Palace for the first time, I'd say. It's probably up there with that. Um, yeah, Chelsea at home, Graham Potter... Bruno, Kukurea, all coming back to the team. Huge game. (laughs) (laughs) The hearts and the throat thinking about it, mate. The hearts and the throat thinking about it. But let's ask some questions then, boys. What are we thinking? Start with you, Maz. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, Potter's unbeaten, isn't he, with Chelsea? He hasn't lost yet. He's had a couple of draws, uh, but mostly wins. Um, Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a tough one. I thought... Do you know what? It's the kind of game that we'll go and we'll win. Like, it's one of those games that that's what I'm getting the feeling. I hope. I hope you're right. But at the same time, they are playing well. He has got them doing well. Um, He's got players like Mason Mount playing really well. Um, uh, But... but Craig getting dragged after 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, you'd love to see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was that was fair play to him though. I actually saw that more of a sign of like fair play. Like he's like, yeah. so this so this yeah. is the difference, right? Let's just and I don't, I hate comparing the two, but what Deserby did at um, Spurs. Remember when he goes? I admit he goes for the first fifteen minutes. I got it wrong. Remember he said that, and he did make a change because mm. for whatever reason he didn't didn't do it. Whereas Potter went. I re- I've made a mistake, and he made a change. So mm. I 
obviously it's still very early days and I, I fully, fully, fully back the survey. But what, what I'd love to see is the same sort of acknowledgement. It's like, right, mm. I didn't get the system right. Let's change it. Maybe not as yeah. early as 15 minutes or, or, or half an hour. 35, yeah. Yeah, but even like maybe at half time, maybe like, you know, make a change. Because I know uh, we, we always had with Potter, he didn't make changes until like 70, 80th minute, which yeah. was frustrating. To be fair to Deserby, actually, Maz, on that. I mean, against City, he brought on Lamptey and made the difference yeah. in the second half. Exactly. I think that, you know, yeah. that was actually quite good to see a half time sub come on. When I saw Lamptey, I was like, oh, wow, we've actually made a half time sub. Yeah. And I was quite yeah. happy with that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I do agree with you. Like, making those bold decisions are needed in a manager. But yeah, I must definitely. admit, like, I'll, I'll say a bit on, on Potter because although I've been watching Chelsea's games quite closely for obvious reasons, right? I wanted to, I want to see how he does naturally, yeah, right? So. It's what you do. Um, and I does. must admit, the last few games, they haven't been particularly great. They've sort of been quite lucky a lot of the time. Against Villa, they're very lucky. They were very lucky that Kepa was in the form of his life. And in the and last game, who did they play right? against? Manchester United. Very oh, lucky yeah. to get a result there. I mean, even a draw flattered them, to be honest with you. And even though Manchester Man United were the and ones Brent, Brent, back. they drew 0-0 with Brentford as well. Brentford as well. Unlucky to probably could have lost that game as well, to be fair. So there's three games there which probably should have lost. So, you know, Potter isn't exactly high-flying, maybe like his stats suggest he is. The start but, of yeah, the start of his reign was obviously really good. But yes, yeah, like, he had like a bit of a honeymoon the last, period, didn't he? last three games have you've been a bit questionable, albeit they've, I think they've got think they six run... clean sheets in seven games, which is, yeah. Yeah, it's got the defence, it's very good. And also just to the barley and two he, he did rotate fully, I think, against Brentford. So obviously, what last game Man, Man United and the game before was Brentford, and he done a yeah. full rotation. As yeah. in, I think he literally swapped like eleven players out, uh, mm. and he still got a nil-nil draw against Brentford, which yeah, probably is great for them. But then to then because he was another point on the road, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. And then Man United, they what ninety-third minute equaliser to Casemiro. So yeah, look, I, I agree with you guys. I think I think it's definitely an opportunity. I don't they don't come into this game like oh flying I don't think they were uh, you know firing all cylinders they're definitely coming in a bit subpar which we can take advantage of it's just where are the goals coming from that's my only worry now like I know we scored uh, it's not like we've not been scoring but also we haven't been scoring as freely as we, we'd probably like um, mm. so it's just like how do we and especially against the defence like you said Ben six clean sheets out of seven which is outrageous mm. how do we how do we score a goal against that defence yeah it's got to be no, Trossard <laughs> I could only see yeah. it being Trossard or Alexis Welbeck's going to score an overhead that's what I'm saying oh mate oh mate please inject it into my veins mate yeah it's like, a remake it, against Chelsea I remember wanna... I want to eat my oh, words. Man. That's what I want Danny Welbeck to do. I want Danny Welbeck to make me eat my words. Like, yeah, I've been slagging on, him off. I've been slagging him off saying he doesn't score enough goals. Please, please, please shut me Reload up. Reload the Stamford Bridge limbs of that yeah, last minute header. Reload that. Pie. I want to eat as much humble pie as you can give me. Please, Danny mm, Welbeck. Yeah, no, I agree. To... I agree. Yeah, I want, I want a performance here. And I think from what rumours I've seen around and things like that is the players are very up for this one. And I think it will be... Very interesting to see because you know obviously fans are going to have their own opinions. I think players also have their own opinions, which I don't. I don't know, but from what I've seen around and things like that, I don't reckon the players are completely happy about it. I think the the, the Lallana thing before the Brentford game, it was clear to see we're very happy, and I think it's going to be interesting, um, you know, to see how we do fight at this because it is like a cup final, right? We're going into this game, we want to win this game. I'm actually Possibly so excited for this it. Game, of course, shooting at the same time. Um, Every time I yeah. think about it. Yeah, I, and I'm, mate, I'm actually buzzing for it. I'm not like, that. imagine, do you know what would be? Oh, it's so good. Just picture it. The Zerbi at the end of the game, just one, two, two, one, and the Zerbi just goes and shakes his hand, just like yeah, oh, smug look on his face. Yeah, yeah. oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> he needs to do what he needs to do. He get a nice fresh trim. 
deserve yeah. it. Kind of and then turn his glow up. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah, of the roll neck. Do his beard up. Yeah, needs to come with like some like really fancy rings and jewelry. He needs to really do himself up for it. Just, just like yeah, some yeah. Italian mafias, like come out in suits and all that. Like, really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come out to the Godfather music. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> 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 yeah, mate. I'm looking. For, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. But I'm going to yeah. ask the dreaded question now. Score predictions for Ooh. Brighton against Chelsea on Saturday. Ben, what are you thinking? Um, I'm going to go and say 1-0 Brighton. I love it and I think... Come on! <laughs> I love it. I love it and I think I deserve it. <laughs> I think I deserve it. <laughs> and, and Matt? Um, oh, I'm, I'm also going to go Brighton win. I, I, I'm going to stay confident. I'm going to stay confident. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. Oh, getting excited now. I'm getting yeah. excited now. I'm gonna go yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna agree with you both, but I'm gonna say two nil. <laughs> I'm not gonna score. By the way, can I just kick? Sorry, I just got. It just hit me. All three of us are predicting a win against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, <laughs> can we just do that? Like, uh, it's, just, it's just a bit mad, isn't it? Like Brighton. I think we're, we're trying to like get yeah, positivity to universe. Manifest, yeah, manifest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's manifesting doing. and it's also coping mechanisms. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> and delusion. <laughs> <Delicious. laughs> um, no, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. I think, that, as we say before, the, the performance we're putting against City is, is enough to warrant thinking we could win this game. We, we, we look good. The team's up for it. I think they're finally playing for him. They're looking like they want it. I think, you know, McAllister, etc., they, they're looking good. Lamptey, I want to get a start. March is playing well. Trossard's playing well. And, and just overall, quickly as well, good. I don't know if we mentioned it. I don't know if you guys mentioned it last time out. But um, also, the, the, you've got, we've got to remember, Deserby's had a tough, tough start. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've played some really like really big teams, Man City, Liverpool, um, Spurs, now going into Chelsea. Like it's a really tough run and we have got to remember that. And I think a lot of people are forgetting yeah. it's like, oh, he Mate. hasn't won in X amount of games. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah. we played really good teams. Mate, I would go as far to say Deserby's had probably one of the toughest jobs of a Premier League manager. I think we he's got probably the toughest toughest job coming here than anyone in the Premier League. I think that it's the, one of the hardest jobs because as I said before, he's taken a real high onto a real low and then he's got to rebuild. That's tough, you know, to come yeah. in with the expectation. I think he's really dealt with it well and, he's, you know, he's slowly starting to improve. You know, obviously the, the language barrier as well must be tough. You know, he's, he's yeah. had a very tough run of games. He's getting used to the English culture as well, which is completely different to Italy. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's probably a big shock to the system for him too. So I'd say he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's gone from some lovely, lovely Italian cafes <laughs> to, to Yeah, shush. some brilliant uh, coffee. To, <laughs> to, to shush, yeah. So he's gone from to of Italy to shush. So it must yeah. be a tough, tough, tough one. <laughs> but yes, um, anyway, I think that's about cool. it, guys. Unless you want to yeah. add anything else, I think we're all good. No, I think, no, I think, good. Yeah, I think that's it, mate. Any comments oh, below? Okay. Um, oh, yeah, comments uh, below. Uh, trust, trust the... Pro- oh, no, what's, what did you say? What a win for Brighton. What a win for Brighton. No, no, no. No, 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 go with the one what you just said earlier, but um, I think I deserve it. I love it. And I yeah, I, I, would love, I would love it and I think I, would I love deserve it. And I think it. I deserve it. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Deserve it. Yeah, nice. Deserve, deserve, yeah, deserve it. it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Thank you all for listening, watching, streaming. However you've been hearing our voices for the past half an hour. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you after the big final against Chelsea. But yeah, until then, goodbye. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.